Hey, hey, hey! Welcome back to The Clay Project. I'm your host as usual, Edwin Fair, and today I've got my good sis Mia Pearl here, and she's going to be sharing her Clay story. Hey, sis. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Enjoying life, man. I'm blessed. Wow, I, I love that. Complain. Enjoying life. <laughs> All right. So whilst you're, <laughs> whilst you're enjoying life, I'm going to ask you a random question. Are you ready for it? All right, go ahead. Sweet. If you were going on a retreat, what three things besides your Bible would you take and why? Because everyone is going to say Bible now, but what three things uh, would you take? <laughs> on a retreat? Mm. Oh, okay, that sounds relaxing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think everyone would bring their phone because otherwise, you know, I mean, there's safety and then there's obviously a little bit of entertainment and that. Yeah. <laughs> so I would definitely bring my phone. Sounds typical, but I'm sorry, I have to bring my phone. Um, what two other things, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's fine if you I'd don't want to bring anything. Bring, <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna. I'd bring my husband if that's a, and it's not technically an item, but. <laughs> I'd bring my husband because, uh-huh. you know, it'd be a nice retreat. That sounds romantic. Retreat yeah. sounds romantic. So I'd bring my husband, definitely. And um, to be honest, I like, um, we like to play games. So I'd probably bring like a fun game to play. Ooh. Maybe cards or, yeah, something fun you can kind of do on like a chilled, a chilled night in. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Okay. So husband, board game and phone. Nice combo. I feel like then you can just stay at the retreat forever. I don't think there's any reason to come back home. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> but yeah, sweet. All right, girl, whenever you're ready, tell the people about you. Um, well, I grew up in southeast London and I really enjoyed my childhood. I can't lie. I don't really have much complaint about <laughs> it. I feel like I'm one of those lucky individuals that... Um, you know, I, I really, I grew up in a good home. Um, I have both my parents, thank God. I have mm. a strong family unit. Like we're really close and support each other and, and help each other. And we're very like lovey-dovey, you know. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> um, lots of emotional warmth, that kind of thing. So um, I had a great childhood, as, as I said. Before Christ, I guess I was just living my life in the way that I wanted to. I tried my best to be a good person. As I grew older, um, that was kind of the main Thing for me as a person like I always try to be this good really good person mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. I didn't like letting people down I was uncomfortable if anyone didn't like me mm. so yeah brought its I guess its own struggles like mentally feeling guilt feeling like you've got quite high expectations I think that might have been a part of it as well mm-hmm. um we obviously grew up well I say we because I'm a twin oh my hey. gosh like that's a really big part of my life <laughs> I thought you weren't going to say anything. I literally wrote it down. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to come back to this. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm a twin. So I have a twin sister, an identical twin sister. And um, yeah, we grew up quite similar. And um, she was always with me. We were we walked around like oxygen particles, you know, to like just two of us all the time connected. And we never did anything um, apart. Um, but I think as well, once we got to like our late, teenage stage where we this is nearing now where we got saved Mm -hmm. we kind of started to have our individual like aspects of life whether it's friends because you know you kind of separate classes and stuff like that yeah different friends slightly different friends we're starting to have boyfriends and things like that 
yeah, we started to almost change and become different. And that in itself was a bit of a struggle. Um, and sometimes it's not always, you know, you get saved and your life just gets like better or, you know, this happens and this happens. But it really is like a journey. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess that would summarise my my life before Christ. I lived as a, as a normal guy. I wasn't reckless. I wasn't doing anything, I guess, crazy. I've never really... I mean, it's not like a badge of honour or anything, but I've never <laughs> sort of taken drugs or anything like that or mm-hmm. drunk to excess when, like, at a young age. I was never like that. But yeah. yeah. I love that. <laughs> I got saved when I was 17. It was not long after my birthday, actually. So mm-hmm. I was literally just turned 17. So I was quite young. And I don't think I fully understood what I was getting myself in for, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Not that it's obviously bad, otherwise I wouldn't be a Christian, do you know what I mean? But uh-huh. like I say, I just thought, I actually thought this was another step into the direction of being a good person. Yeah. Because Christians, stereotypically, are supposed to be these good people, right? And you forget almost when you're not a Christian that sometimes you can forget that it's not just about being a good person. Yeah. In fact, it's about, you know following Christ and you know your affiliation with God and relationship etc a friend of mine who just got saved he approached me about church um he approached my sister sorry about church and then um my sister sort of approached me about church and Mm -hmm. she was like yeah like we should go and we kind of like it was quite weird actually me and my sister used to have this weird like we believed in God we don't know where it came from I personally think that it was my grandmother's prayers because my mom my parents weren't Christians mm-hmm. so we were literally that not book standard kind of secular family but my grandma has always been a Christian and she prays fervently in the mornings and it's so funny I never knew this until after I got saved and she was telling me that each day she wakes up at this time and she prays for her you know her grandchildren and her wow. children and her family members and this and that and I was like that is wow. so interesting because if you know, if if it wasn't for her prayers, why would I feel, you know, an affiliation with God? Or why would I feel like, I don't know, I need to know God or for mm-hmm. some reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like I say, when I got saved, it kind of felt like the right thing to do because, you know, I'd felt this before and, you know, I didn't see anything like that was going to be bad about it because I've only experienced good things yeah. um, in terms of like Christianity and things like that. Um, and so, yeah. I got saved. I didn't get like radically saved, if you like to call it, which is like, I don't know where, I, you know, people get, I don't know if you, I don't know how to describe it. But when people get radically saved, I feel like they, yeah, I don't know. They're just, their whole, their whole mind and eyes is fixed on Christ, which is amazing. But yeah. that's not how I got saved. And that's, I think mine was more progressive mm-hmm. in the sense of like, over time, I guess I've, you know, started to build a proper relationship with God. And I didn't have that full revelation of who Christ was in my life until like time progressed Mm -hmm. so my sister actually got I would say radically saved like the way she got saved it was like Christ or nothing like it was it was it was yeah it was really powerful but I think I struggled to understand that at the time and we actually um ended up like not being very good well we weren't boys like we just we we split up if you like we split up yeah we were we were not friends like we would not talk to each other we wouldn't call each other like it, obviously if we saw each other it's calm and everything but the closeness wasn't mm-hmm. the same and I remember thinking to myself because this is like you say the enemy will try things in it but I remember thinking to myself gosh wow like we've become Christians and all of a sudden we don't understand each other and it's mm-hmm. literally because of the way we receive salvation differently and you know yeah, that's like I say, it was a big part of, I guess, the first initial struggle that I had in Christ. And I think part of it as well is that we are individuals 
and we're not you know what I mean you're not we're not like conjoined we're not we don't yeah. think exactly the same and those things were happening at the same time and I think this was the first thing in our lives like you say that was completely different from one another mm-hmm. and we didn't understand each other when I was in uni in Birmingham I really developed my relationship with Christ there I felt like uni was probably the hardest time I'd ever experienced in my life that when I was at uni as time went on I only got closer to God Mm -hmm. and I think that's how I knew as well that my heart was right in the sense of just because I didn't get radically saved it doesn't mean that you're any any less or any different like you're still a saved individual Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean you still love God you're still pursuing the things of God but because of I don't know your personality your experiences you're obviously navigating through that walk of salvation differently and so I ended up um well I had a boyfriend at the time who's now my husband hallelujah (laughs) and um we were kind of um we had our own I guess conflicts just because of we went to two different churches so it was two different doctrines we were almost having to compromise with one another and it was weird because it was like why are we compromising with one another like Mm -hmm. we're compromising about truth we're not it's not about you know you versus me or this doctrine is right or this doctrine is right Mm -hmm. but it's more about okay what does God say kind of thing so that was, I guess, part of my um, salvation was really actually homing in on the truths and like of doctrine of like what's actually because, you know, so many different churches and so many different doctrines. There's like and there's false doctrine that Christians can be very scared about because, you know, the false doctrine can send you to hell and yeah. all these things and take you off of your route. And so and it was a lot to, as you can imagine, all these different things were a lot for me to kind of take on as a newly saved individual. <laughs> Um, on top of living alone and starting out in a new city and mm-hmm. you know people are re reinventing finding themselves at uni and things like that I had to choose whether I wanted to be that party girl or you know or be a Christian I'm not gonna lie yeah I went out I was out in uni don't I'm not gonna hide <laughs> I was out I was out and about I was you know at the clubs I was at the rays um, and I enjoyed them I'm not gonna lie that's what's what happens you're in the world you? you're not gonna go if you don't enjoy them but I think the difference is the fulfillment. Like you enjoy things for a moment, but mm. one, it's not progressing you. Two, I just realized the life, the whole, sometimes when you partake in an activity, so I'm going on a tangent now, but when you partake in an activity or certain activities, often it becomes a lifestyle. It's not just a standalone thing. It's yeah. what you do. So it actually shapes your whole identity and what you do with your time and your progression and all these things, your mental health, your spiritual state, everything and so what people think is that, you know, you start and stop with partying. It's like, no, you party the next day, you're asleep all day, you mm-hmm. wake up, you don't even think about reading your Bible or what's church when you've been out on a Saturday night? You're not making it in the yeah. morning. Even if you do, you're falling asleep in the service or you're, you're, you're hanging. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's a lifestyle. So yeah. anyways, I had to figure those things out for myself. Like my sister would, doesn't mind preaching to me, boy. She was saying... So I'd even do things like I'll block her from my story, like straight right. up. I'll block her from my story. Yeah, what? I didn't want her to see me out. I, I knew she was going to say something, but I was like, I don't get convicted. No one should come for me. You know, <laughs> I don't get convicted about these things and blah, blah, blah. But anyways, in the end, God, you know, showed that he was right. <laughs> he showed me some things in the Bible as, you know, I felt challenged about um, reading my Bible. And that's, I guess, how my relationship with God developed and I was seeking revelation for different things. And so at the same time as all of this was happening, like I say, new boyfriend, new uni, navigating my life, etc. I'm break up with my sister. Cool. 
I was actually signed to an independent label okay. from 17. So I was doing music and I was pursuing it as like a career, if you like, if you want to call it full-time thing. And during that time, I didn't realise, but I was in a very bad situation when it comes to music. Um, I guess it progressively got worse, if you like. And I think out of everything, that's the one thing I just did not give to God. Like I was willing to sort of, you know, give up the partying or mm-hmm. stop doing this or, you know, go to, go to church or challenge, you know, challenge God in prayer about, you know, revealing the truth to me and Dwight about what's, you know, what's the correct doctrine and things like that. I was willing to bring all those things to God when it came to music because it's so close to my heart. I literally, I refused to pray about it. I literally locked God out of that cupboard. Do you know what I mean? Wow. So um, throughout the my uni experience, I guess I missed out even on a lot to do with uni because I was doing music stuff every weekend. I'd be back down, I'd be gigging or studio or writing or whatever. It changed me because by the time I finished uni and I finally gave it to God, I was kind of mash up. I don't know how to describe it, but... <laughs> I think that's pretty, <laughs> pretty descriptive. <laughs> it just shows you though, like, you know, with God, like you have to lay everything down. So I found myself, like you say, after a while, very lonely, didn't really have peace. Like I had friends, but I felt like it was just, there was just, there was like a lack of connection. I don't know what it was, but I just thought it's just too surface level. No one wants to talk about the spiritual no one wants to take God seriously. And I just thought, nah, like, this is, yeah, it was just lonely. And, you know, God really was my friend at uni. That's what I really did. Mm-hmm. Like, God was my my real friend at uni. I used to literally wake up in the mornings and just talk to God as if he was literally standing in the room. And, I'm, you know, God is everywhere, so he's there. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> as if he's an actual human being. I used to yeah. be like, yeah, morning, God. Wow, the sun is shining. Thank okay. you so much. You know, I just used to just do all that. And as I say, when I reached the end of uni, I, I, I came to a place where I was just like, yeah, you know, God has been the person to sustain me this whole time. Like, even when I, I'd reached out to people for help, like they hadn't really met my need, if you like. I don't want to say it like on a deep thing, but because, you know, you know, if you're in a desperate place, sometimes you reach out to the wrong people anyway. Mm-hmm. Or you, yeah, you don't reach out to the right people or you yeah. hide for a little bit or and you know, Dwight was there for me as well because the same way I don't I don't know what I'd do if I didn't have him around during uni because then I would have really felt alone. Because but obviously he had his friends and I didn't want to be that girl that was always clinging to her boyfriend and stuff like that. Like that stuff used to annoy <laughs> me. I was like, no, like let him have his own time space. So yeah, reached the end of uni. God was in my life. I was attending um, church every, every. I mean, I never stopped attending church to be honest. That was the one thing I was always been faithful to just the presence of the people in that church really gave me hope and just joy just seeing mm-hmm. just seeing other people happy like just made me ha- like made me feel like okay it's all right like people are still enjoying okay I'm, I'm I might be struggling a yeah. bit I might be upset but I don't know I just I enjoyed seeing other people just happy in the things of God and they were so welcoming and so lovely um but yeah I reached the end of my uni experience and that was kind of the the main start of my salvation and walking with God was actually more of a struggle but I think it taught me so much about surrendering to God and really choosing you know choosing to share everything with God so yeah basically because I like I say I decided to give music to God so I remember where I was I was in the library I was speaking to my dad 
about the situation and I was trying to work out how I was going to maneuver around this guy that I was working with because he became increasingly kind of emotionally manipulative very Mm. angry very like just verbally aggressive and like Mm. I was just taking it I never released any music because he was basically trying to establish an extent of control over me so that I would basically do what he wanted so I was in the library and God just said to me, like, don't you understand? It was like audio in my head. It was mad. <laughs> it was literally like God was saying, don't you understand? He will never let you release music until you surrender to his will. Mm. He will never do that. And I said, whoa. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> so you know when you're like, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. No more blocking God out of this area because it opened it now opened the door because I've been in that situation for so long it's, it just shows you can give God everything but if you leave one door locked yeah that can be the thing that takes you out because of that experience that I was tolerating for so long I started to suffer with anxiety now I've never suffered with anxiety in my life I never even thought it was possible for me you know I don't, it's not that I have wings but you know I just <laughs> never thought that it would land here <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah. and I was like having panic attacks to the point where I thought to myself, Mia, nah, this can't be real. Like, I went to doctors and they that's when I found out it was a panic attack that I was having because I was like, I'm having these things. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just said to myself, it's temporary and I'm going to have to pray myself through it. That's what I did. I used to wake up randomly in the night and whenever that happened, I used to just pray and I managed to, like I say, overcome that. I no longer suffer with panic attacks, thank the living God. Oh. Um, and <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, honestly, it's amazing. And yeah. I think... Like you say, the more that I've leaned on God, the more that he's just showed me that he's a healer, he's a provider, like he is honestly like your best friend, like so many things he's taught me along the way. But like I say, like it doesn't seem like I say talking about it, it doesn't seem like it was a straightforward path, but God needs to show you that he is worthy. Like God needs to show you that he is who he is and who he says he is. So sometimes you can hear it and not really deep it or completely understand. That's like a, mm-hmm. that's what a revelation is, right? Mm-hmm. It's like when like someone could tell you, okay, Jesus is Lord, and it's like, okay, I get it, but but it's like when some or God is a provider, it's like, yeah, I, I get I understand that God provides the call. But when do you know what I mean? When you need a bill paid and something comes through your yeah. door and you're not expecting it, you've been praying, do you understand? It yeah. it gives a new meaning to it because you now understand it through experience and not just someone telling you. So that's what God was kind of doing in different areas of my life over that time. And I think partly it's because I'm probably a bit stubborn as well. So I'll accept that. Not that's no all. problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we want our will and we're fighting our flesh at the end of the day. And we want our will to be done, especially when it came to music. That was my one of my strongholds. Like I, I really wanted to do music like, you know, just how I wanted to do it. I don't even want to go mad like, mm-hmm. but you know, like, you know what I mean? I just I just wanted to do music and I wanted to do it my way. And so I think that's like I say, so far that's that's been most of it. The more I surrendered, the more I gave things to God, the more I just let his will be done, the more I just, you know, opened myself up to just being used the way he wants me to be used and trusting God. Because like I said, that's scary for some people. It's like, you know, just really understanding that God has good plans for you. Like God doesn't want you to suffer. So mm-hmm. why do you know what I mean? Why are you withholding things from him? Having that kind of revelation has brought me, I guess, to where I am today as a Christian. And that's that's how it's been since my walk. That was a very long one. I'm very sorry about that. <laughs> Girl, it was great. It was great. I've got a question for you, though. You talked about music. Um, what does that look like now that you're saved and, you know, walking with Christ? 
I was always used to just writing random music, not random music, but about my experiences mostly. It's, it's funny, isn't it? You don't think in the world, isn't it, that when you make music about yourself, it can be narcissistic, you know, like I literally <laughs> just thought like, you know, it can be like, let's be real with it. Like I just used to be like, write about my experiences, me, 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 me. And the thing is, there's nothing wrong with writing about yourself or writing loads about yourself, but the perspective is different now. So I think with my music, I'm trying to be more intentional about the things I write about. And like, no doubt, like even my first single, Love Is, is not like a typical gospel song. It was even written for, almost for me, like you say, like I just wanted to get music out and I was getting married and I'd written this song about my husband and I just wanted to release it. But it did testify, you know, what God's done in, in the thing, but it wasn't like a, I don't know, Natasha Cobbs, like that's gospel, gospel. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. That, but I've realized that it's okay. Do you know what I mean? Because one character speaks, and two, when you're making music, you you naturally do speak from a personal perspective if you've written something that's personal to you. It's like anything with branding, everyone loves creative branding, but when you've got a certain brand, you still gotta to stick to it, otherwise you're gonna look like a mess. I think people should apply the same thing when it comes to creativity as well. Girl, yeah. Thank you for sharing your story and thank you to everyone who's listened till the end. I hope what Mia said has blessed you. Um, Mia, where can the people find you if we wanted to? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter. I'm neglecting that, but I'll come back. Um, it's Mia with two A's underscore Pearl. And please, if you can, check out my latest single, which is Wait For It. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, guys, I'll put all the links and all the descriptions and everything in the description box. So feel free to check it out. And yeah, if you want to send a DM, send a DM to at theclay.project on Instagram or an email to theclayproject.pod at gmail.com. Until next time, see ya.